Speed Cafe Newscast. Your host, Mark Fogarty. Coming up, Ford Figure slammed Gen 3 parity process. Dickford Racing's global hunt for a new race boss. Title shootout, Brody versus SVG in Adelaide Decider. It's all straight ahead on the Speed Cafe Newscast. Hi there, race fans. I'm Mark Fogarty, and here's what's happening. Two dramatic Ford wins at the Gold Coast 500 suggest parity has been achieved. But while race winners Cam Waters and David Reynolds praised the Mustang era upgrade, Ford forces are still not happy. And they won't be until they get engine improvements pointing to the Mustang straight-line struggles on the Surface Paradise Street Circuit versus the Chevrolet Camaro. Big Cafe Newscast understands that, privately, Shane Van Gisbergen acknowledged his Camaro's ability to walk past Mustangs on the straights. Ahead of the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500, Ford got aero adjustments as supercars confirmed wind tunnel tests in America during the off-season. Along with local transient dyno engine testing and the arrival of torque sensors, supercars hopes the expensive offshore wind tunnel test will end the argument about parity once and for all going into next season. And, well, it has to according to Dick Johnson Racing co-owner Ryan Story. Before he was sidelined by health issues, Story was the -the behind-the-scenes architect of Ford's Gen 3 Mustang homologation. He's been involved again in recent months and made his return to the supercars paddock at Surface Paradise on the weekend. Speaking exclusively to Speed Cafe Newscast, Story revealed his ongoing concerns about Gen 3 parity as he reconnected after a year away. It's great to see you, Mark Fogarty. It's uh, It's been a while. It's the first time I've attended an event since Gold Coast last year, and I'm really excited for it. I wish we'd done a bit better in qualifying then, but uh, I arrived when qualifying had started, so I haven't been able to haven't been able to make much of an impact yet. But uh, it's certainly it's certainly exciting to be back at a racetrack. Well, you've had other issues, other things on your mind for most of the year that you've effectively been away. But it's been a difficult year to stand by and watch. The team has struggled. It certainly has. And a big a big part of this year for me, outside of dealing with uh, some health factors, has been looking at the parity situation. So I got wheeled out before Townsville earlier this year to get, be involved in that then. And then as recently as uh, these past few weeks have been heavily involved in the parity situation. And we're looking forward to the end of the year when we see both of these cars in a wind tunnel at Windshear in North Carolina. It's one of the best facilities in the world and it's high time that we take that next step to be world's best practice in what we do. And likewise with our engines, seeing them on a transient dyno to make sure that uh, we start 2024 on a level playing field. Dory also admitted that he was disappointed with the Gen 3 parity process so far. There have been things along the way that have been outside of our control that uh, it 
has led to the scenario and some of the outcomes that we've seen. And it's, it, it goes without saying that hindsight's always 2020, but there were things that occurred even as, even as late as last year before the first VCAT that simply shouldn't have. However, all we get from looking back as a sore neck, as Dick Johnson would say, we have to be pragmatic. We have to ensure that there's solid governance of the category and of the technical regulations that, that, that underpin what it is that we do here. And certainly what the race board have committed to and what the supercars board have committed to with the wind tunnel testing, with the AVL dynos, a new parity process is going to stand us in good stead for the future. And they've got to get it right though, haven't they? Because if there's any sign of this going into next season, I mean, Ford, Ford are not going to be happy, are they? No, and they're not happy now, and for good reason. So it's it's critical we get this right. We don't. There is no. There's no second chances here. We have to get it right, and certainly the impetus from everyone involved is to get it right. Supercars have committed the right level of investment to do that. It's just it's just important. The most important step now is ensuring that the appropriate brains trust is behind it to make it all happen. They're working hard in the background. We met with them as recently as a few days ago, and we're confident that they're heading in the right direction. Why didn't they do wind tunnel testing earlier? I mean, you could argue you could see the need for it coming a mile away. Well, you've been around this a lot longer than I have. I tend to agree with you. I think that uh, you, you, sp you spend good money after bad when you try and do things after the fact. But again, you can't, uh, you can't necessarily change the events of the past. But if you forget the events of the past, you're doomed to repeat them. We have to get this right now. The, the funds have been committed by the board to do it. It's a shame that it is 12 months after the fact because we certainly could have done this 12 months ago at probably a third of the price. However, circumstances have led us to this point. We have to get it right. Ryan's story remains a significant forward figure in the background despite his health-related absences. Now, there's a big story brewing related to the cost of the wind tunnel testing in America. Keep an eye on speedcafe.com for the astounding detail. It was a big weekend for Tickford Racing, with Cam Waters winning Saturday's race from pole in his Monster Energy Mustang, then recovering to a solid third on Sunday. The Ford team is looking for a new boss, as longtime leader Tim Edwards gets ready to depart. As Dickford Racing downsizes from four to two cars next year, co-owner Rod Nash explains the new leadership search. Haven't quite started yet, but uh, we've had an agency working away, you know, gathering all their um, paraphernalia as they do to go on the cell to um, any he or she prospective um, person. But we're um, uh, you know, like any business, it, it you know keeps changing its ways, and Tim's very much been part of you know what do we need next, and so we've got we've got heaps of uh, technic you know lots of technical, and you know these businesses have certainly twisted a lot to commercial, so we'll we'll end up with a more commercialised style of CEO to lead us going forward, and as well as being CEO. Tim was team principal, so you're going to separate those roles? 
Yeah, look, there's, if you, it's interesting because if you look at different structures amongst teams, um, one team principle is not the same as another team principle. So that, um, it's just the structure of your business. You know, there's CEOs, there's MDs, all that sort of stuff. So, um, but that's right. You know, our, our structure always was, uh, you know, Tim obviously, you know, headed up ProDrive, you know, so it's just always been the same even when we bought it, but we're, we're just making those adjustments now in a number of ways, and part of that's because also we're changing the uh, structure of our team. It might sort of seem like, oh yeah, we'll just go from four cars to two cars, but there's a lot of infrastructural change that goes with that. And another part, <coughs> part of what's going on with the business is with Gen 3, our business has always had a lot of uh, one-stop shop engineering, so we've converted all that um, that style of thing into what we're calling Tickford Engineering, and that's going to be a commercial business in its own right. So it's sort of exciting, all the opportunity, but this is a freshen up for us across the board, and um, and hence why that circles back to you know the style of CEO we're we're after is to you know commercialise. So yeah. Nash confirms that headhunters are looking for a new kind of team leader. You know, you leave you leave it to the experts. You know, you don't want to dictate, um, you know, where you want uh, a person from. But you know, in an ideal world, um, yeah, you, you you need someone from a sporting parameter. You know, sport sport. Um, so um, you know, you've got. Um, sports uh, got a funding model within sponsors and partners and then all the brand leveraging and all that sort of stuff so um, you, you know you'd expect that someone needs to come from sport but um, I'm really open that um, you know that doesn't uh, uh, need to be anything near motorsport you know it could be someone out of any sport out there and so that's where you leave the agency to you know find someone who one is commercially savvy um, but certainly got a sporting understanding. Well, given how long Tim was in the job and what he went through, he's going to be hard to replace, isn't he? Well, that's probably the point that I'm, I'm probably not replacing him. And, and, it, and it goes for myself too, because, you know, when I bought, uh, bought the business, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm officially the MD, Tim's CEO, but we just found our parallels. So I've, all, I've never sort of been on the complete technical side. He's just co um, continued there. I sort of uh, went on the commercial side. So that's why we're sort of folding everything into a new style of CEO, because you know, I've been working hard at it too, so I'd like to be um, working on it rather than in it. So, um, you know, been around for 26 years, so, um, you know, still got plenty of interest in the sport, but, you know, I'd like to back out a little bit and and just offer my experience in on the business rather than in it all the time. With a win and a third on the weekend, Tim Edwards is going out with a bang. Despite a horror season until now, Edwards admits he's much more relaxed as his retirement looms. Well, I've I've really enjoyed this weekend, you know, and, and it's I think you know, and it's the same thing going to Adelaide. I mean, it's probably relaxed me a bit more knowing that you know they are my sort of you know, last rounds for the foreseeable future. So you know, I'm hoping we go out with some good results, and you know, I can go with a big smile on my face like I have from this weekend. 
yeah, and very much salvage what I guess you said. It's been a horror year until now, really. Yeah, it has. I mean, it's you know, we came into this season, you know, hopeful that we could win the championship. Obviously, the ended up on the wrong side of the parody ledger and 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 made it you know that made it increasingly hard for us but you know at least you know there's a lot of things in play that'll address that over the christmas break and you know we you know, we should the team should be in a in a very strong position to try and do that next year mm. i was going to yeah. say we but i won't be, it won't be a we they <laughs> they will be in a strong position dickford racing will confirm cam waters and thomas randall for next year before next month's season-ending Adelaide 500. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuels. And with the new Bowsers at Queensland Raceway, it's never been easier to source your racing fuel trackside. Elf Race 102 is imported racing fuel direct from Europe. Offering power and protection, the Elf Race 102 is a popular fuel with racers seeking gains over pump fuel. Improve your lap times with Elf Race 102. www.racefuels.com.au All your fuel at the racetrack. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. Welcome back. Amid speculation that the Gold Coast event will be restored as a two-driver enduro next year, the fans seemed happy with the one-driver mini-enduro race format of the twin 250-kilometre races. It was a supercar's record three-day attendance of just over 201,000. And certainly spectators and TV viewers were thrilled by two exciting finishes. David Reynolds' win over Brody Kostecki on Sunday was a multiple breakthrough for Grove Racing. The first for the team as a standalone Penrite racing operation, the first under ex Triple Eight Championship winning engineer David Couchy, and Reynolds' first race win since 2018. David Couchy says there's much more to come after this. It is. It's a massive day for us, and there's been so much work going on by all the all the guys and girls in this team. Uh, they're an incredible bunch of people, and it's been a, a pretty tough year so far. But uh, to 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 get that, and it was a you know a truly team effort um, with with Matt and his engineer um, working with Alistair and Dave. Uh, and the pit crew and I mean all everyone just um, really nailed it today and you know we got the reward and it feels fantastic and I'm just so proud of this team and what we've been able to achieve in a, in a relatively short space of time. Well in recent rounds you could say it you could you could feel something was coming you know good strong podium yesterday did, but were you expecting to be able to win today? Yeah I mean after yesterday you know we had um, we've had both cars in the 10 now for the last four events and you know yesterday again both cars in the 10 Matt and Dave both qualifying well um, yesterday we didn't quite have enough uh, for, for Waters uh, and Shane but um, today we just made the car that little bit better and and again the team worked brilliantly together so no it's I mean it's not a surprise but I can tell you it feels very good to get the monkey off the back. And a good sign heading to Adelaide for a big finish? Yeah, look, I, look, you know, we just need to keep on building. We know, you know, we've been focusing on ourselves and we know the areas where we still need to continue to improve and we'll, we'll just keep 
we'll just keep doing that in the background and the, the results will, will come. Well, there was a time when you were very used to winning. It was almost <laughs> routine. Um, but yeah, in this environment, what's it like for you? Oh, look, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, to, to come in as team principal and, and to get to get your first race win with a, with a you know, a, a new bunch of people. And, you know, uh, I've worked with them for, for, for quite a long time now. But, um, you know, to bring everybody together uh, and to see everybody grow and develop um, as a team principal, you know, there's nothing better. So, mate, I'm, I'm thrilled for, for everyone in the team. It's, it's awesome. And, it, and it's a, a good almost farewell to David Reynolds, you know, who's been here last couple of years and um, I mean he's going elsewhere but to leave at least with one win pretty good no absolutely I think it's um, yeah I think it's a credit to him and and again a credit to, to the team that we were able to get a win you know before the end of the year and look there's still uh, still two races to go so hopefully we can get two more uh, but you know yeah he he's uh, he, he worked really hard this weekend and and that race was awesome you know huge pressure from Brody uh, almost the entire race so to, to come out on top of those guys who have been performing you know incredibly well leading the championship uh, to beat them is is, is amazing title leader Brody Kostecki emerged with the same 131 points advantage over defending champion Shane van Gisbergen heading into the championship deciding Adelaide 500. It was a messy weekend for Red Bull and Paul Racing, but team manager Mark Dutton concedes it could have been worse. Oh, it could be a lot worse. I mean, this place can be very, very unforgiving. Uh, spectacular place to race, but also spectacular when it goes wrong. So super happy with uh, both drivers just keeping it clean all weekend. Like That's what you come here to do. First and foremost, you need to keep it clean to, to be able to get decent results. So uh, we had good race pace. Uh, you know, obviously in the shootout today, unfortunately triggered the curb. Um, yeah, it's it's so fine a thing. You, you've got to be to run the gauntlet, and, and occasionally you step over the line. So uh, it is what it is. But in in the races, we we nothing went wrong as such. But the the competition's so stiff. It, yeah, everyone thinks you can just drive back through the field, but everyone's so fast and doing such a good job. It's it's very very difficult to do. So it's just too big an ask for Shane to try and drive through to the podium from tenth, starting tenth. I mean. Uh, I think all the other teams did did a spectacular job. Yeah, you know, they they were quick. Um, you know, we were we were having to be conservative on the on the curbs um, because the the punishment for us is greater than others in the sense that if you're not in the title hunt, look, if you throw away a fourth or a fifth, it's bad. But it's not as bad as when you're in the title hunt and you're chasing to to throw away a bunch of spots. So we we inevitably had to be a little bit more conservative there, and that. That meant we had to, um, you know, drop a little bit of pace. Watch your back there, and uh, and ultimately meant we we couldn't come back back through as many cars. Dado is looking forward to the Adelaide Showdown for the drivers and team titles. It's about us making uh, as as few mistakes as possible, uh, which you saw this weekend. There was it was it a perfect weekend? No, but uh, there was very few mistakes. So that was good. Really proud of the team. We need to carry that on, have a bit more car speed at Adelaide, and uh, and really take it to to Brody. It'll be a shootout for the championship between Kostecki and SBG, with the Coca-Cola Racing Star the favourite. Kostecki is on the verge of superstardom, but his approach is still 
very reserved. Yeah, I think, you know, most definitely. Um, it's been it's been like that all year. We've had, you know, speed all year, but um, yeah, it's it, it's great that we've gone into, you know, that we're going to go into Adelaide with the same, you know, the same points gap that we went into Gold Coast with, um, you know, this place is pretty daunting. It's, you know, very high, high risk to, um, you know, make lap time out of the cars and anything can happen off the start line and whatnot. So, but um, to be honest, Adelaide's not much different. Um, you know, we've, we've seen plenty of stuff, you know, ha happen there and there's turn eight and everything else going on. So the race is pretty crazy last year with the marbles. So yeah, we'll just, um, yeah, just focus on ourselves and, you know, um, you know, just, just one foot in front of the other and, you know, one step at a time. The Gold Coast 500 with another triumph prevent sponsor boost mobile its aggressive promotion helping to draw a supercar's record three-day attendance of 201,000. now boost mobile boss peter adderton is supercar's most vocal critic but he does know how to promote an event we understand he's committed to backing next year's gold coast event as well so next year's supercars calendar is finally taking shape. It's about time. With Newcastle off, Bathurst has been confirmed as the season opener in February, combining with the 12-hour as a superfest of racing. The 12-hour will be February 16 to 18, with supercar centre stage on Mount Panorama from February 23 to 25, with two 250-kilometre races. Supercars return to New Zealand in April, and the Townsville and Gold Coast rounds are locked in for what looks like another 12-event calendar. The casualty, it seems, will be the bend. Or could there be a late offshore event? Well... While hopes of getting on the Formula One Singapore Grand Prix support program in 2024 seemed dashed, rumours of a late foreign race addition to next year's calendar persist. We'll keep track of that one and see what happens. Still to come, a wrap-up of all the weekend's major racing. Speedcafe.com your number one source for all the latest motorsport news and features. Breaking news, live event updates, unprecedented global motorsport coverage, performance motoring news and reviews, all in the palm of your hand, anywhere, anytime. Speedcafe.com, first, fast and free. You're listening to the Speed Cafe newscast. As well as the supercars, there was plenty of support racing at the Gold Coast 500. Plus, the Formula One Mexican Grand Prix, Thailand MotoGP, World Rally Championship decider, and NASCAR Cup, getting right down to the last four. So, with her wrap-up of all that action, here's Jack. At the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500, it was a resounding victory for the Ford Mustangs, with Cam Waters and David Reynolds winning the two supercars races. The lead support on the Gold Coast was the Porsche Carrera Cup Australia Championship, 
Callum Hedge took the victory in the opening race. Bailey Hall won the remaining two events, securing his maiden round win. It was a near-perfect weekend for Ryle Harris in the V8 Super Utes, taking three of the four victories. Jaden Maggs took his maiden win in race two, which featured an inverted grid, while Aaron Borg secured back-to-back V8 Super Utes series titles. In the sports sedans, Cameron McLeod gave the Mark Cars Australia GT the perfect debut by winning all three races. But it was Tony Riccadello who added a 12th Australian sports sedan series title despite not winning a race on the Gold Coast. In Mexico, Max Verstappen broke another record, winning his 16th Grand Prix of the season. Lewis Hamilton took second from seventh on the grid as Charles Leclerc took third despite an opening corner tangle with Sergio Perez resulting in the hometown hero's retirement. It was a strong weekend for Daniel Ricciardo, who finished seventh just ahead of fellow Australian Oscar Piastri. At the Thailand MotoGP, Jorge Martin produced a perfect final lap to clinch a hard-fought victory at Chang International Circuit. He was followed by Francesco Bagnaia and KTM rider Brad Binder. Australian Jack Miller was 16th in the Grand Prix and 10th in the sprint. Martin also took victory in the sprint race from Binder and Luca Marini. Calais Robinpera has secured back-to-back World Rally Championships after finishing second to Hyundai's Terry Neuville in the new Central European Rally. It featured 18 stages across Germany, Austria and the Czech Republic. Robinpera's Toyota teammate Elfin Evans rounded out the podium. Ryan Blaney won the latest NASCAR Cup Series race at Martinsville ahead of Arik Almirola and Denny Hamlin. This is Jackie Shivey for Speed Cafe. Thanks, Jackie. Finally, in the wake of two Mustang wins at Seventh Paradise, an interesting exchange between Erebus Motorsport boss Barry Ryan and stand-in Dickford Racing chief Matt Roberts. Ryan interjected at the end of the Sunday post-race media conference, directing a parody question to Cam Waters. Bravely, Roberts interceded. Can I ask a question? By all means. Cam, where do you think parody's at? Can I answer that? (laughs) (laughs) We've still got some work to do, Barry. (laughs) On what? Well, we've had one round with the changes that we've got. We'll we'll go back and do some homework and I'll let you know after Adelaide. It's always a pleasure to have the team bosses here. The straight line's really, really close. I was watching all weekend, like, (coughs) one one thousandth. It's unbelievable. No, it is. It's a credit to the sport, really. It's bloody good. It was pretty much the only animated exchange during the whole press conference. Otherwise, the participants, especially Kostecki and Ryan, were notably downbeat. With the championship poised for a one-sided shootout in Erebus's favour, you think they could be more enthused. All right, that's it for now. I'll be back next Monday with the latest breaking news. In the meantime, go to speedcafe.com for everything that's happening in motorsport. And tune in on Thursday to the Speed Cafe podcast featuring a special guest in an extended interview. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production. 